The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of the Pokemon Snapshot. Hi Josh, how are you doing tonight? It is good to be back, Jeff. It's been, what, a month? A month, and a lot's happened in this month. In fact, it's weird just saying tonight, because usually we record in the morning. I know. The baby's finally sleeping all through the night. The baby's finally sleeping all through the night. I just have to make sure not to be too loud, because I'm right under their bedroom. Yep. And why are you right under their bedroom now? Because I am finally in my new house. Congratulations, that's exciting. And I can see the house right now. Jeff gave me the tour a little bit ago, and it's really nice. Yes, and if my audio isn't up to par, for one, I have a stuffy nose. I'm getting the, you know, changing of the weather cold. And for two, I still am trying to figure out the best place to record in this new house to make it sound as sound good enough as I did at my old house. So I thought you I thought you were gonna say you're stuffy because like you've moved so far up in this new house, like you're like elevated, literally. You're at a higher elevation than the rest of the peons. Yeah, I look at them the peasants. I look at them as I get out of the morn morning drinking my coffee. <laughs> but yeah. but no, I I'm finally moved. We're hoping to be more consistent than even we were this summer and since I've had the baby, we're hoping to be more consistent then than now than we were then, and so I'm excited to get going because we were just talking. We are getting close to the end of season one. Yep. I th- well, you have what seven episodes after tonight? Uh, I think eleven. Oh, wait, no, 11. Ten episodes yeah, yeah. after tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, it's different. The count's different. Yeah, uh, because of all the movies and the extra stuff. Yeah, and. Honestly, I think it might be an extra episode. I think there's like an extra episode in there which came out not until 2006 in the United States, but came out during this time period in Japan. Oh, strange. So, well, but we'll talk about that when we get there. We'll cross that Snorlax blocked path when we come to it. Ironically, I think it's a Christmas themed episode, and I think we'll get there around Christmas time. Oh, nice. Perfect. At least within the next three months, I'm, as long as we stay on schedule. So I hate to be that guy, but that's not irony. It's coincidence. Stupid English teachers. I know. I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> but Josh, what have you been up to during this um, last month? Well, uh, the main show I've been watching recently is Better Call Saul. I never watched it like when it was actually on TV, and but Breaking Bad is one of my favorite shows ever. In fact... Breaking Bad is not my favorite show ever, but I do think it is the best show ever. Um, and so I finally got around to watching Better Call Saul, and it is fantastic. Like it's it, they somehow managed to make a show that feels like it it takes place in the same world as Breaking Bad, uh, but it's still distinct. Like it, it it's still a distinct to Breaking Bad, and it's in my opinion as good as Breaking Bad. I'll be honest, I have never seen Breaking Bad. It's so good. I have a list of shows that I want to watch. It's just trying to find the time to watch them. Yeah, you can't watch it with the kids around. 
Yeah, which I've been using, honestly, been using work for that because when I need to just zone everyone out, I'll put on a show in my headphones and just zone everyone out and work through paperwork at work. But is that a show yeah. I could do that with or would I need to be paying full attention? No, you, pro <clears throat> you probably want to give it full attention. It's not like the most complicated thing ever, but it's there is a lot of dialogue in the show. Well, see, if there's a lot of dialogue, that's me listening rather than having to see it. I guess that's true. Yeah, you you could probably handle that, and then I'm sure you would watch it for like the the more exciting scenes. Yeah, I I mean I do that with currently the show is Supernatural. I finally finished season eight today, and so nice. I'm over halfway through that show, and I'm gonna finish it, get to season fifteen eventually. I hopefully before they take it off of Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> but I also um, see on here that you've been watching She Hulk. Oh yeah, I've I have loved She Hulk. Like it's so funny. I think it's probably the funniest thing they've done in the entire MCU. And it, but it's like different. It's not like it's 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 meant to be different from everything else. Which that's one of the coolest things about the MCU now that it's like as big as it is, is that you can do something like that and it still feels like it takes place in the same universe as Infinity War. Yeah, and. I, I'm with you. I'm loving She-Hulk as well, and I put on here that I don't understand why people are hating it, but I think that's why, because it's different. Well, people hate it because of that, and then it's like all the incels that hate that she's a woman for some reason, but <laughs> the funniest thing to me is like they basically anticipated all the backlash that the show was going to get, and so they like make fun of those types of people, like those internet people in the show, which is really funny. Because honestly, you know, we've had our, and I also think it's because it's not this, they, there's not as much superhero stuff as yeah. people would like, but yeah. I mean, you and I have, talk, have been texted back and forth about the show and talking about it. And I mean, there was one episode, I think I texted you like, this was a great episode and it had no superhero stuff in it. She was actually, I think they even made the joke at the beginning of the episode because it didn't say she Hulk. It said just Jen. Yep. Yep. Nope. It was great. And I also Tatiana Maslany that plays Jen, uh, Jennifer Walters or She Hulk in the show. If you haven't watched it, uh, she she's basically pretty much just done like dramatic roles in the past. But she's like John Hamm to me, where she should do comedy like way more because she there have been like her delivery of lines like makes me like cackle at least once or twice an episode. She's a great comedic actress. Yeah, I think she's done a wonderful job, too. I will say my only complaint so far right now is next season's the finale, but I feel like they haven't next built... episode? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they haven't built up to it like they should. Mm. It seems like... Oh, and they kind of made... They're like, oh, that must mean next episode's the finale. But it's like... Because they build up story, build up story, build up story. Then they had like three filler episodes. Yeah, and then the I kind of like the, I kind of like the just like the weekly the weekly episode. But it's kind of uh, I feel like this has kind of been like the because th like in the first episode she was telling Bruce basically like uh like I can control my anger and stuff. And then the the right before the finale episode is where she loses control. Yeah, and so I kind of like that arc or how that went. Yeah, and... Uh, spoilers for She-Hulk, by the way, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
it's weird not knowing when the next Marvel show's coming out. I know it's supposed to come out next year. I think the next one is Secret Wars. Secret Invasion. Mm, yeah, Secret Invasion, and that's, uh, I think it's, like, January or February of 2023. Well, I th- but... Actually, I think technically What If is next. I think that's supposed to come in January. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I know, didn't you say you watched Werewolf by Night? Oh, yeah, I did watch that, too. It it was really good. It, okay. Uh, if you love those 1930s and 40s horror movies, which I'm not a horror person, and it really isn't scary, but they take uh-huh. a lot of stuff from it. Um, mm-hmm. Spoilers for Werewolf by Night, but... No, 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 I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Not spoilers for Werewolf by Night. <laughs> We're going to watch it probably tomorrow. Josh saved you all. No. Uh, they introduce a character who... I mean, I knew from Marvel Comics, and it's just fun seeing him in the MCU. And they say it's part of the MCU. I don't know how much this little side story is going to tie in with the MCU. I don't, I don't think there's really supposed to be much tie-in. Um, but they intro. I will say they do introduce, and you find this out at the very beginning. They introduce Elsa Bloodstone, who's a monster hunter. Mm-hmm. Which I've read a few of the not her comics specifically, but when they introduce her, I, that means I want them to introduce a character she interacts with in the comics, and his name is Kid Kaiju. Yeah, where he just has a bunch of kaiju monsters that work for him, and he controls <laughs> them. Nice. So, uh, and then last but not least, I've also I just. This past week, I've been playing Shikari, A Colorful Tale, and I just finished it. And I will say, for a cutesy little game, that game gets deep with its story and lore. Mm-hmm. And there's... It was a fun game. I will say it had one of my favorite like accessibility or hint options of any game I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, throughout the game, there's these phone booths. And, and you use the phone booths to call your mom, who will give you a hint. Right. And she'll be like, and usually it's just reminding you like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be going here. Uh, and then she, then you'll see like a hand go to tap her on the shoulder. She goes, oh, your father wants to talk to you. Remember, he gives the most detailed of hints. And so you, then you can choose whether you want to talk to your dad or not. So one time I did decide to talk to dad and yeah, his hints are way more detailed. Like I think he literally told me, go up one screen, then left two screens. so i thought that was a really cool hint system where you know it's there if you want to use it but if you don't want to use it you don't have to yeah that is cool and it was just fun um i think people i think it would be more fun to play on a computer with a mouse doing the coloring rather than trying to do it with the joysticks on my ps5 controller right but it's doable All right, let's get into some Pokemon news because we just had a new Pokemon Scarlet and Violet trailer drop this week. Uh, di- I did not get to watch it. Oh. Honestly, I just okay. We had that in the Mario movie trailer drop in the same day. Yep. Did you Ooh, want- I kind of want to talk about the Mario movie trailer. Okay. <laughs> just very quickly. First, uh, Jack Black is a great Bowser. Yes. Um... And so you said that it was Chris Pratt's normal voice, and I think there is like a slight New York accent, just like yeah. very. There's like a slight New York accent, like not not as much as there should be. But it's but his more normal voice than his Mario voice than a Mario voice. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, it looked like so in this one, it looks like Mario gets pulled in from another world. Which is what happened in the original like Mario Brothers game. So was it okay? I guess I. 
didn't even remember. He, he that. was a plumber in Brooklyn. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I didn't remember that because I literally haven't <laughs> haven't played the original game since. Well, I'm not even like, talking the original Super Mario Brothers, like the game Mario Brothers before he was Super. Like the the original original Nintendo game, the arcade game Mario Brothers. Ah, uh, I guess I never played. I guess I just played the one on, uh, the original Nintendo. Yeah, so he he was originally from Brooklyn, and I think they kind of uh, did that with the Mario with Super, the movie, the Super Show, and I think the original movie that we do not talk about. <laughs> You're talking about the live action movie, yeah. Dude, I used to love the live action. I mean, I'm sure if I watched it now, I would think it was terrible. But when I was a kid, I loved it, even if it was terrible. But I thought the trailer, the animation was amazing. Oh, yeah, it looks great. But, I mean, I it doesn't matter what your opinion of the Minions are. Illumination is a good animation company. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Minions are the worst, though. I hate the Minions. The original Despicable Me movie was great, but the... I think I hate the minions because old white ladies would like post the things memes. on Facebook, the memes, <laughs> and it was like a minion with like some with like some stupid thing about like don't mess with me until I've had my coffee in the morning or something like that. Yeah, just post a <laughs> random like quotes with them. But no, the animation was great. Jack Black does a great Bowser. Uh, Keegan Michael Key does an, a great Toad. Is that who that was? Yes. Oh, that didn't sound like him at all. Awesome. See, here's here's my problem with with recent animated movies. If I'm watching an animated movie, I don't want to hear an actor's normal voice when when I hear the character. Like I want to if if it's going to be like an actual famous on-screen actor, I want them to do a voice. Like speaking of Despicable Me, Russell Brand plays whatever uh, Gru's like, friend in the uh the wheelchair, whatever his name is, Doctor whatever I don't remember what his name is, but it doesn't sound anything like Russell Brand, and at least Steve Carell does like a Russian accent or whatever it is for Gru, um. So yeah, but like when I like when if I'm watching a movie and it's just like the character's normal voice, I'm all I can picture is is the person. Yeah, or the person's normal voice. All I can, all I can picture is the person. And I think that was the issue everyone was thinking with Chris Pratt if he just did his normal voice. Yeah, because it's like the same thing in the Lego Movie. Yeah, and people wanted like Charles Martinet to do it, but I don't think I'd want to hear a whole hour and a half movie with that voice. Oh no, definitely not. Like he does very good in his segment. It's Yahoo and yeah. Mamma Mia. It's me. So. But no, I'm excited. I showed the trailer to Kyrie. We'll probably go and we'll probably take her to go see it. She when does it come out? Uh, in April. Okay, cool. So I am I am excited to go see it. Kyrie's excited to go see it. She was mad that it wasn't out now. <laughs> Alright, now let's get on to some Pokemon news. So uh, as we said, there was a new trailer. I didn't take everything because there was a lot of stuff in I didn't have time to go through everything, and some of it I don't think. We're we're just gonna hit on the main parts of it. So there were two new Pokemon announced. There is Faragor for I don't they pronounce it in the trailer Faragoraf, <laughs> uh, which is the evolved form of Girafferig. Mm. So and you saw I and I sent you a picture of that. You said it looked cool. You liked the little head thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's actually Girafferig's tail. So it's like its tail has turned around and ate its whole body now. 
Uh, and then this was not in the trailer, but it's been announced recently was a new, well, people thought it was a new form of Diglett. Then we found out it was a completely new Pokemon called Wiglet. Uh, it looks weird. <laughs> it looks, yeah, looks weird. Uh, just, I, go, just go look it up. <laughs> I don't know why they couldn't just make it a Pabdaean version of Diglett. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, why did it have to be a completely new Pokemon? What makes this be a completely new Pokemon? But then we have Paldea and Whooper. Like, yeah. makes no sense. Uh, they put that they have now. So usually every Pokemon game now has a way that you can bond with your Pokemon. And mm-hmm. Scarlet and Violet, you can have a picnic with your Pokemon and make sandwiches. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. And then you can all eat the sandwich together. And it looks like you have to like construct the sandwich and make sure your sandwich will hold together. Oh, uh, that's fun. Yeah, while you're on a picnic, there's a chance a Pokemon egg will appear <laughs> in your picnic basket, so yeah. don't eat that. Yeah, that's my favorite part of eating a sandwich is trying to keep it together, to keep it from <laughs> falling apart. <laughs> Just what I want to do in a video you, game. You you guys don't understand. Josh is like a cartoon character when he eats sandwiches. Like when Shaggy would Literally. make the multi-layer sandwiches, that's, those are Josh's sandwiches. And, like, everybody will be finished eating, and I'm, like, just getting done putting the condiments and toppings and stuff <laughs> on my burger. Um, but, so, you can make sandwiches, like, last Sword and Shield, you could make curry, now you can make sandwiches. Uh, sandwiches sounds more universal than yeah, curry. Yeah, and, and it's, it works better for a picnic. Yeah. Like, I'm not, tra- I'm not trying to go out on a picnic and get out a bowl and, like, put my curry I mean, Brock does, mm-hmm. as we'll see later on in today's episode. Oh, yeah. Now, he makes chili. Chili. Yeah, but chili is, like, the least practical thing to make. Because <laughs> you got a whole bunch of ingredients you got to put in this big pot. It doesn't have to, like, simmer for hours. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it could work, but then you got to get bowls and, like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's not really any harder than hot dogs. Except hot dogs, you just, like, stick on a an old wire hanger and stick it over a fire. (laughs) Um, the Pokedex does look more modernized, which is kind of cool. It doesn't, it goes away from the kind of the way the Pokedex has looked for the last 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, so like the pictures show, like when you pull up a Pokemon, instead of just showing the picture with a blank background, it shows like the Pokemon out in the wild. And so, Pokedex looks more modernized. Uh, you can craft items like TMs, and you get like crafting materials from Pokemon you defeat and capture. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, so they're kind of taking it from Arceus, how you could do that there. And your Pokemon team, instead of having to go to a completely separate screen, you can keep a track of them. They are now on like the left side of your screen. So you can see your Pokemon team and their statuses without having to go to a separate screen. Cool. And then it also has, like, the the HUD is there, which, I mean, they show that you can, like, put flags on to kind of map. So, you know, lots of open world things. So I'm really excited yeah. to see how this open world works. I don't know. All that, I, I've been kind of ambivalent about getting the new one, like, at least when it comes out. And now I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Well, you but know. Does, when Doesn't it come out what day? November 17th. Uh, the problem is I will be right in the middle of god of war ragnarok yeah. when it comes out well it'll work out because you can get god of war ragnarok i'll get <laughs> scarlet so we will each have a different game to t- and and then we can switch we can send them in the mail not really we're both working adults we can just buy a new copy yeah 
Um, and then the last thing I want to put is you can battle t- the terrorized Pokemon in the wild, and there'll be with rage you can do with your friends, where four people can team up to battle a Pokemon. So uh, terrorized, they can be a Terra type, can be one of eighteen different types. There's a new move I can't remember what it's called, but it'll be whatever the Terra type is. So like, say you have a Jigglypuff, and its Terra type is Grass, and it uses this new move. It'll be a Grass type move. Okay. So. That is all with the new Pokemon. I'm excited. We are almost a month out from this game. It's exciting. Dude, this game, uh, this year has gone by so fast. I know. It's crazy. Dude, it's so sad how the older you get, like, the faster time goes. Because you've lived more of it. Yeah. Like, imagine how, like, imagine how quickly a year goes by for my 88-year-old grandmother. Well, now that you just brought the place down. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was just... I, I mean, mean, it's crazy because... It. I mean, at the beginning of this year is when I started my new job. I started my new job on January 17th, and now I've been there nine months. Yep. It's crazy. That's and, why they say time flies. Yep. Time flies when you're having fun. All right. A couple other bits of Pokemon news. We have the 25th season of the anime, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, is streaming on Netflix on October 21st. The article I looked, I assume it's going to be 12 episodes because they usually drop them in 12 episodes chunks. Yeah. By the time we get to the 25th season, uh, we'll just be like the heads in a jar from Futurama. Yeah. Well, we'll be retired, so you'll we'll be able to do a new episode every day to catch up. <laughs> the new daily Pokemon <laughs> podcast. In 30 years, when my house is finally paid off. (laughs) (laughs) You finally paid off that large coffin of yours. (laughs) Uh, And then also, already on Netflix now, you can watch Pokemon the Arceus Chronicles, and it can be streamed on Netflix now. I've seen two different articles. One said it's four episodes. One says it's a movie. I'm wondering if it's four episodes in Japan, and then they made it a movie in the United States. But it's about Ash and go who are the protagonists of the current season and they go to the Sinnoh reason and learn about Hisui. Mm. So to tie in with Pokemon Legends Arceus. Cool. All right. Last not even week. I almost said last week. It's been more than a week. Last month. <laughs> yeah. On our last episode, we asked the question, have you ever been to a botanical garden or a giant greenhouse? I had to dig through our Discord looking for these. Not really, because our Discord's been kind of dead the last month because we haven't put up. Our show's been kind of dead for a month. (laughs) Yeah, I've been busy, but we're hoping to get a pickup again. But Manhunter said he just listened to the most recent episode. Uh, Definitely need to stay on your toes around anything Brock cooks for you. (laughs) As to the favorite botanical garden question of the week, about 20 minutes away from where I live are the San Diego Botanical Gardens in Encinitas, which is 20-ish minutes away from San Diego. And it's an incredible experience. They have such a great layout because it's in the hills. So there's a waterfall and a river through most of the gardens. And there are trees and flowers and all kinds of plants. And they do some smaller events and food trucks inside the garden. So there are always a snack available or entertainment if you're looking for a break. That sounds incredible. It does. And then he goes on to say there's an observation tower where you can get a pretty good view of the surrounding areas too. I would spend like 90 percent of my time there at the food trucks <laughs> and manhunter i've seen you in our discord talking and from you, all your answers san diego just seems like a cool place to be yeah 
Like, I just want to go to San Diego now, but I don't want to pay the cost of living to live in San Diego, I assume. No. Um, Kate Davis. You, you, would, you would pay the same amount that you paid for the house you're currently in to get, like... The house I used like to a, live like in. A t- like a 10 by 10 room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kate Davis, the our Pokemon snapshot... Orig- I'm just going to call her the original fan. She's the OG. The OG. Uh, as far as this week's question, I... I've been to a bunch of botanical gardens and arbor ar ooh, that's a word. Arbor, arboretums. Arboretums. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Okay. Uh the biggest one I've been to is Maribel Gardens in Salzburg, Austria, which used to be a place palace gardens and is now a public park. I have also been there. And it's gorgeous. Uh my favorite arboretum is in Boston and my Favorite rose garden is by far Elizabeth Park in West Hartford, Connecticut. I could spend all day looking at the variety of flowers. Nice. Uh, and then Metal Droid in our Discord says the only inside garden place I been I have been in was in Nashville somewhere, but I was in seventh grade, so for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. But I'm gonna try and locate it through the wonderful Google search and see if I can't find it. Well, Metal Droid, it's been a month, so I assume you couldn't find it. <laughs> Just <laughs> kidding. If you, if you do this, find it, let us know. Yeah, please send it. I like <laughs> looking at pictures of flowers. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, that was a pretty lengthy preamble. I know, it's been a long time, we had a lot to catch up on. Yeah, about 25 minutes, which is long for us, but we all have been off a month, so I think we are ready to get into the episode. So today's episode is titled, Lights, Camera, Quaction, or as it was called in Japanese, Pokemon, the movie. (laughs) Which, didn't they already have a Pokemon, the movie? Yeah, it it just, the movie was already out by this point. I don't know what the... (laughs) I don't think it was called Pokemon the first movie, though, like it was here. I don't know. We, yeah. I'd have to go back to that spread or that script and see what the Japanese name for the Pokemon movie was, because yeah. I don't remember. Little kids in Japan were like flipping through the Japanese version of TV Guide and they saw Pokemon the movie come up. And then when it turned out it was just a regular episode, they probably got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this episode aired on November 5th, 1998 in Japan and on October 8th, 1999 in the United States. Whoa, that was... Uh, today is October 8th that we're recording. Oh, well, what do you know? <laughs> we plan this. There. Yep, look at there. Now we have to record every Saturday night, so they line up. Uh, episodes were coming out weekly at this point, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. That's right. So, what, this is exactly, I don't even want to do the math. 23 years ago. Thank you. Yeah, see, 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 I had done I had done the math when I first realized it was October 8th, so I've just been waiting for you to ask how long, how long ago it was so I could answer like I, as if I did it mentally right then. Let's be honest, Josh. Uh, we pull back the curtain. It is 10:56 p.m. and I I'm usually in bed by now. Yep, that's okay. I have children. I, yep. It took me like 20 seconds to do the mental math, just waiting for you to ask. <laughs> usually I'm asleep. Uh, I'm like, oh, I'll stay up. The kids are all asleep, and I'm asleep on the couch at 9:30. <laughs> this is what it's like to grow up, guys. Don't do it. Yep. Now it's terrible. But look, you're up late. We got to get you in bed. Let's get this. Yes. Let's, let's get, get the show started. Let's get going. 
Okay, the episode is called Lights, Camera, Quaction, and to be honest with you, I almost just texted Jeff and said I'm not doing this episode, just based on the pun in the title. Um, but as the episode begins, Ash is already making excuses for why he isn't training for the Pokemon League tournament coming up in a few weeks. In fact, I'm pretty sure every episode for the past, like, five episodes has been Ash making excuses for not training. Uh, the narrator specifically says Ash needs to train unless something more interesting happens. I like how the narrator was definitely throwing some shade at Ash with that comment. Oh, and he does it at the end of the episode, too. It was my favorite part of the episode. Uh, Brock made chili for some reason, but it's too spicy for everyone, and I thought this was a really weird part of the episode, because it literally just doesn't get brought up again. Like, they all taste his chili, and then it's like a big, like, bomb goes off. Like, there's like some weird ex dust explosion thing, I guess they, like, farted <laughs> from the spicy chili, and it blew up the, like, the dirt path, I have no idea what it was. Um... And then Jigglypuff also shows up, and so we know where that's going to go. <laughs> so I don't know if the wording was different in Japanese, but he did. But in the Japanese version, he actually had curry instead of chili. Um... Which, if you look in the background, there were plates of curry behind him, which any intelligent person could tell was not chili. Uh, well, that makes more sense. Well, I'm not an intelligent person, because I... I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It reminded me of this uh, episode of The Office where Kevin makes chili and then spills it all over the office floor. <laughs> uh, the, so, yeah, the whole beginning of this episode was really weird to me because, like, a bunch of stuff happens that, like, just, like, contributed nothing to the overall story of the episode. Um... So then some girl shows up and challenges Ash to a fight in preparation of the Pokemon League. Her name was, I think, Katrina. Uh, she says she wants to skip the foreplay and get right to the battle, which uh, I just cannot respect in any context. Um, Brock, of course, sexually harasses her. <laughs> uh, Pikachu is about to take on her Raichu when Team Rocket shows up and tries to catch Pikachu in a net. Uh, so you mean to tell me that after, like, the billions of dollars that Team Rocket has spent on all their schemes, the one that is, like, the closest to being successful is a friggin' net? Uh, however, they catch Raichu instead, um, who shocks them into submission. I will say, to be fair, Pikachu would have been able to do the same. It wasn't even a shockproof net, which I think they've used before. Ah. Uh. I'm just like, why after all this time are you just like, let's just try to catch it in a net. See how that goes. Uh, suddenly a voice calls, cut, and everyone stops. Uh, this is Cleavon, Cleavon Spielbunk, and I have no idea who he could be uh, parodying. Um, so obviously it's a, a parody of Steven Spielberg, but have you ever seen the movie Blazing Saddles? I have not. So there's a part near... Uh, the end where Dom DeLuise, who is like an actor at the time, makes a cameo and but he's playing a director for like a Broadway musical and he or like or just a musical. Uh but he looks more like like the director in the movie and I'm pretty sure he has the little horn thing that the direct that Cleavon Spielbunk has. Yeah, the bullhorn. The bullhorn, yes. Uh but yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird that he didn't look anything like Steven Spielberg, but his name was obviously a play on Steven Spielberg. Um uh Spielbunk makes also Spielbunk is a really weird word uh to say. It sounds dirty for some reason. Uh 
He explains he is making a movie about two Pokemon in love to follow up his popular movie, I Know, <laughs> I know What You Ate Last Tuesday. <laughs> um, and I remember that joke from when I was a kid. Uh, and I thought it was funny then, and I think it's funny now. Uh, the star of his new film will be Wigglytuff, and another Pokemon he is planning to find in an audition. Uh, I do just want to say, if anyone hears trains, it is definitely on my end. Our house is... I mean, close enough to a train track that you can hear them a lot more than at my old house. So, sorry about that. And I thought we we one was going by before we started recording, and now it's uh, I guess these trains are really close together. Jeff is already so, starting to think about moving away from his new house because <laughs> <laughs> of the trains. <laughs> I I actually, I mean, I was sitting in my living room the other day, and I'm like, man, the trains are so much because you could hear them at our old house, but I didn't uh-huh. realize just moving like a block closer how much louder they got. Yep. Uh, so as you said, the name is obviously a parody of Steven Spielberg, but I have no idea if his mannerisms are supposed to be a parody of a famous director. I couldn't figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think it's just a general like director stere- stereotype. Yeah, uh, I will say I found this was an interesting fact. The Indian version even gave him the name Karan Johar, which is a famous Indian director, probably That's in like cool. Bollywood or something. Yeah. Uh, and during this, he while he's like introducing himself, he says that he is a two-time winner of the Golden Growlithe, but the statue behind him is of an Arcanine. <laughs> I did not notice that. <laughs> which so. Don't know about that. And then in the Japanese version, they didn't even make that mistake. And it just said he was the winner of the Ben's Film Festival, which I guess is a parody of the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. Because <laughs> because I Googled it, there's no such thing as the Ben's Film Film Festival. So Yeah. It's kind of funny because a bin and a can, like a oh, like trash can. It's kind of funny. I, that might be where the joke came from. But, yeah. I mean, this would have been in Japanese, so I don't know if that would have translated as well. And... Also, for those of you who are too young to know, the I Know What You Ate Last Tuesday is a parody of the horror movie I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> I love that when he mentioned it, it showed like a short clip from the movie and it was like somebody watching, like spying on two people sitting at the dinner table eating. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen I Know What You Did Last Summer, but I'm not a horror movie fan, so. Neither have, neither have I. Uh, and I had to check, it was not directed by Steven Spielberg. Which I kind of wish it was because then that would have kind of been where we could have got the reference of the name. Yeah. Uh, but I checked and no, it's not. But I thought this was funny. In the Japanese version, the name of the film was There's Nothing I Like More Than Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, same. I, I mean, love I love breakfast. Uh, breakfast, uh, breakfast for dinner. Oh, it, it's like the best thing when your parents, when you're a kid, your parents say you're having breakfast for dinner. It's like Christmas come early. Well, so my house breakfast for dinner was something we only had if my dad wasn't going to be home in the evening because my dad doesn't like breakfast for dinner. <laughs> so it was something my mom would make. Um, yeah. We've been having it quite a bit. We we found a, well in the freezer section, you get like these sweet potato discs oh. that you make in the oven. So yeah. what we will do is we'll take those and wrap them in bacon. Oh. And, and then and then Jesse will fry some eggs and we'll put eggs over the top of it. Oh, dude. You, it, you might have possibly just changed my, the entire course it, of my life. And then, depending on how she's feeling, sometimes she'll take the like sweet potato disc and fry it in the oil from the fried egg. 
Ooh. Oh yeah, it's delicious. That's been yeah. like our new thing we have like every other week now because it's nice and cheap because groceries yeah. are ridiculous right now. Yep. I love sweet potatoes too. But yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. There's nothing I like more than breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the episode, Meowth makes fun of Wigglytuff and Wigglytuff goes full Ike Turner on Meowth before turning its anchor on Brock. Do I need to explain that joke to you, Jeff? I have no idea who Ike Turner is. <laughs> you know who Tina Turner is, right? Yes. Uh, it was her husband, and she uh, he beat the crap out of her. Oh, well, that's yeah. that's horrible. <laughs> it's awful. Um, yeah. Uh, both Team Rocket and Team Ash decide to put their Pokemon into the audition process. Ash sends Pikachu, Brock sends Vulpix, and Missy tries to sense, uh, send Staryu, but Psyduck shows up instead. Yes, because Staryu's name has Star in it, as she says. Oh, yep. Uh, and Team Rocket here are going to send in their Pokemon, and it's funny, it kind of shows their different upbringings during this, because James says he took three years of theater at a correspondence school, in school, uh, and at that Google Docs, because I'm so used to writing theater with an RE, and it says that's spelled wrong. Google Docs, you need to be more cultured. I know, yeah. But maybe they know that we're in America. Maybe. Like, we don't, we don't spell it like that here. Oh, <laughs> I clicked on it, <laughs> and it's it gives me the option to change locale to British English. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we're 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 America. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. I don't don't give me any of that, any of that England talk. Uh, but but James says he took three <laughs> years of theater at a correspondence school. Not really sure what a correspondence school is. I don't know, it's some British stuff. And, Doesn't matter. and then Jesse goes, I played a worm inside a rotten apple in first grade. <laughs> yep, that's what public school in America is like. I played a rock. <laughs> I was never in, uh, I was never in like a play in elementary school or anything like that. We didn't really do that. We always did plays, but then you would just invite the other classrooms over. It's like it wasn't a big thing that you did. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, in fourth grade, we, instead of doing just like world history or American history, we specifically do Alabama history. And so there's like one part talking about like famous people that came from Alabama. And so I chose to do my report on uh, Lionel Richie from the Commodores and uh, just his own solo career. And thank God. God, I had the foresight to not do blackface <laughs> when I did that report because <laughs> I dressed up. I wore like a Hawaiian shirt and I like pretended to uh, perform um, uh, all night long. Or God, what's the name of that song? Yeah, all night long. Because it kind of has that flair to it. But yeah, it's like I could have I could have been canceled for something I did in 1997. Yeah, and then I have to find a third house for this. I know, and you can't. You can't. There's no one. You're just going to have to get Kyra to be the new host if I get canceled. Um, instead of actually having the Pokemon act, uh, Spielbunk has them compete in a dance-off, which this seems a little predatory. Um, in my opinion, Hitmonlee was the best dancer of the group, uh, but Psyduck twerked like Megan the Stallion in the episode 4 of She-Hulk. Um, so... I guess that's why Psyduck uh, got to go through to the next round, because conveniently, all of Team Ash's and Team Rocket's Pokemon go on to the next round. Uh, the last Pokemon to be chosen is Meowth, and 
when Meowth is chosen, uh, he goes up and licks Spielbunk, uh, which I'm pretty sure is how things actually work in Hollywood, <laughs> uh, like the real Hollywood do. <laughs> I have a question. Did you know who Megan the Stallion was before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a she's a rapper. Okay, maybe. I mean, I can't, I can't tell you uh, any of her songs. I know she, I'm pretty sure she had a song with Cardi B. I think it was Cardi B. But you also teach middle school, so you have them to keep you up to yeah. date on things. I work with adults who, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 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 adults you work with are probably the ones that are mad about She Hulk. Probably, if if they watch it. Um. So during this scene, while the Pokemon were dancing, they were playing some '90s dance music that was like popular at middle school dances everywhere. It sounded kind of familiar maybe but it also just kind of sounded like it could have been like generic 90s well it kept going music. like pokemon mon mon uh okay so it was definitely made up it just yeah. sounded like yeah I, maybe it was from one of the pikachu jukeboxes i usually skip those at the uh, end though yeah same i wasn't paying that much attention to the song because i was like i just couldn't figure out why he was having a dance competition yeah well the and during this, they showed, they, like, jumped to, like, Arbok and Weezing dancing, and they definitely looked like Josh and I when we had a chaperone in middle school dance when we worked together. Oh, dude, I was out there on the dance floor. <laughs> speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. I'll do the wobble all day. Uh, Jiggly, uh, Jigglypuff shows up, of course. I, I've mentioned how much I hate Jigglypuff, right? Yes. Because it's always the same thing every time it shows up, and as per usual, Jigglypuff shows up and sings, and everyone passes out, and then it draws on everyone's face, and then it never shows up again. That's literally the only thing Jigglypuff did. Uh, Wigglytuff, again, abuses everyone on set like Alfred Hitchcock, and all of Team Rocket's Pokemon are kicked out of the, the competition. In fact, all the Pokemon walk off set except for Psyduck. Who gets the part? Uh-huh. During this scene, so, like, Weezing and Arbuck are crying and running away because they didn't get the part. And during this scene, James decides he's going to throw some shade at television actors, and he yells at them while they're running away crying, and James goes, You can always act on television! Yep, that one got a that one got a, a laugh out of me. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, which, I guess, back in the 90s, I was kind of true. Nowadays, it seems like they, they just interchange now. Yeah, for sure, which I really like. Yeah, that. it's not like just because you're on television doesn't mean you didn't make it. It's not a lesser form anymore than the movies. Yeah. Yeah, this came out just a couple years before, like, when the golden age of TV started. Yeah. What, at least what I consider to be the golden age of TV. But, yeah, as we find out Psyduck does get the part, we do go to a commercial break. So we are going to go to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Alright, our Who's That Pokemon for this week is Wigglytuff, who in Japanese is known as Pukuren. Ooh, that's fun to say. Uh, some basic, inf basic information on Wigglytuff, it's number 40 in the Pokedex, it is a normal and fairy type, though when this episode aired it was just a normal type. It is 3 foot 3 inches tall and weighs 26 and a half pounds. It is known as the Balloon Pokemon, and it is the final evolution of its evolutionary chain. 
Uh, some origins about Wigglytuff, its name, Wigglytuff may be a combination of Wiggly and a corruption of Tuft, a bunch of hair, or Tuft, strong and durable, referring to its personality or flexible skin. Its Japanese name, Pukarin, may be derived from Puku Puku, which means cute and chubby. <laughs> Puri Puri, which is angrily or in a huff, referring to its personality. Purin, which is pudding, referring to its soft body. And Curry Curry, which is big and round. It may also involve Fusen, which is balloon, and Fukureru, which is to expand or inflate. What is Wigglytuff based off of? Wigglytuff appears to be based on a balloon due to its inflatable body. Its soft fur and singing ability may be based on plush toys that play music to help children fall asleep. Its round shape resembles a powder puff or a cream puff, and its pink color, rubbery skin, and ability to learn bounce are similar to a rubber ball. It may also be inspired by the mythical moon rabbit due to its rabbit-like ears, fairy typing, which tends to be associated with the moon, and the fact that it involves evolves from Jigglypuff using a moonstone. So if Wigglytuff sings, does it put you to sleep too? I mean, technically sing is a move, so the move sing puts you to sleep. Uh, okay. And more Pokemon than just Jigglypuff can learn it, but it was like Jigglypuff's signature move. Ah, and that's why I hate it so much. Yeah. So, alright, Wigglytuff's biology. Wigglytuff is a balloon-like Pokemon with leperin features, a bean-shaped body, and stubby arms and legs. There is a fluffy curled tuft of hair on its forehead, which is described as perfectly heavenly. It has long rabbit... <laughs> what a strange... What a strange... <laughs> A strange description. Yeah, just wait till we get to the Pokedex entries. Uh, It has long rabbit-like ears with black insides and slightly lighter colors at the tips. Its large blue eyes are covered in a layer of tears that quickly washes away any debris. It is covered in pink fur with a white belly. This fine layer of fur is so soft that those who touch it, including other Wigglytuff, will not want to stop. As a result, (laughs) Wigglytuff is a highly sought-after Pokemon because of its bouncy body and fur. It sheds seasonally, and people gather the fur to spin into yarn. It is proud of its fine and delicate fur. Its body is soft and rubbery, allowing it to inflate by inhaling. Wigglytuff can inflate itself up to 20 times larger. It has no limits to how far it can inflate, but there you just said 20 times. But yeah, I was about to say, it, it can inflate up to 20 times. (laughs) Uh, While it is inflated, it is able to move by bouncing or floating. It competes with other Wigglytuff to see which one can inflate itself the most. Should it be caught in a bad mood, Wigglytuff will inflate itself to an enormous size in order to scare away its opponent. Being the result of an evolution via an evolution stone, Wigglytuff is rarely found in the wild, though they can be found in vivid green plains and grassy fields. Mm. All right, some Pokedex entries. There's a lot of interesting ones with Wigglytuff. Red and Blue says the body is soft and rubbery. When angered, it will suck in air and inflate itself to an enormous size. Same. (laughs) Josh gets mad. You just hear... (laughs) Uh, Pokemon Yellow says its body is full of elasticity. But same. (laughs) By, (laughs) By inhaling deeply, it can continue to inflate itself without limit. I mean, there's got to be a limit there, right? I mean, yeah. How far can a Wigglytuff go until it explodes? I feel like I feel like that's something the mad scientist from the Mewtwo movie should have like tried <laughs> to figure out. Yeah, it wasn't really Mewtwo he needed. He needed Wigglytuff. I know. 
Uh, Pokemon Stadium says, Its soft and supple skin allows it to expand like a balloon. If it gets angry, it inhales and inflates itself steadily. Tell me more about your soft and supple skin, Jeff. I need to teach Brock that line. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Pokemon Gold says, Their fur feels so good that if two of them snuggle together, they won't want to be separated. That's how I feel like when we cuddle, Jeff. Yeah, I know, we just don't want to be separated. <laughs> It's been too long. I know. Uh, Pokemon Silver says it has a very fine fur. Take care not to make it angry or it may inflate steadily and hit with a body slam. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh, never mind. I, yeah. I'm like, do we have to put the explicit warning on this episode if I make this joke? <laughs> nah, we'll just skip it. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Crystal says the rich fluffy fur that covers its body feels so good that anyone who feels it can't stop touching it. Okay. <laughs> they're just like they're really they're really gonna force my hand on making these jokes, aren't they? <laughs> Pokemon Ruby says Wigglytuff has large saucer-like eyes. The surface of its eyes are always covered with a thin layer of tears. If any dust gets in this Pokemon's eyes, it is quickly washed away. Such a weird thing, like, you just always have tears in your eyes? I mean, I think a lot of, like, desert animals have that, or they have, like, the double eyelids. Okay, that does make sense. Because, really, if you look like a, because if it's based off of a rabbit of some kind, rabbits usually have very wet eyes to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I guess dogs have that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Believe me, I have a pug. His eyes bulge out. You can see it. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Sapphire says Wigglytuff's body is very flexible by inhaling deeply this Pokemon can inflate itself seemingly without end once inflated Wigglytuff bounces along lightly like a balloon <laughs> uh, Pokemon Emerald says its fur is the ultimate in luxuriousness sleeping alongside a Wigglytuff is simply divine <laughs> its body expands seemingly without end when it inhales I can just see the scientist that wrote this Pokedex journal is, like, just laying around, like, sleeping on a bed, just surrounded by Wigglytuff, just snuggling with it. Simply divine. Get your Wigglytuff fur today for only three payments of $19.99. Uh, Pokemon Sun says, It sheds its fine fur when the seasons change. The fur is gathered and spun into a luxurious yarn. Uh, Pokemon Moon says, as it inhales, it expands and expands and expands. <laughs> Wigglytuff compete to see which one can inflate itself the most. That's kind of how, like, most uh, dudes with huge egos do, too. <laughs> Pokemon Ultra Sun says, thanks to its bouncy body and fine fur, this Pokemon is sought after. Holding one in your arms while you sleep feels great. It's like those little beanbag pillows that people... Uh, that people use, but it, like, if you squeeze it too much, it'll, like, poop on you. <laughs> Same with the dogs. Yep. Uh, Pokemon Ultra Moon says, when it gets angry, it inhales with all of its might and its body gradually inflates. Sometimes they can grow 20 times larger. So I like how for the longest time they're like, oh, it's without end. And then this sign is like, nope, I killed one on the 21st one. <laughs> it exploded. <laughs> Uh, Pokemon Sword says, the more air it takes in, the more it inflates. If opponents catch it in a bad mood, it will inflate itself to an enormous size to intimidate them. 
And then Pokemon Shield says, It's proud of its fur, which is fine and delicate. In particular, the curl on its forehead has a texture that's perfectly heavenly. Weird. So it talk it talks over and over about how it inflates to like make itself more intimidating, but it's not gonna gain any weight doing that, right? So it's gonna be like it's gonna be like the size of like like a semi truck, but it still only weighs twenty six pounds. So you can just like swat it out of the way. <laughs> I I just like I'm like looking through here, like all the words that describe it. Supple, divine, <laughs> heavenly. But, I mean, yeah, it's weird. Is those are just like a weird choice of words? Yeah. Like, just say that it's soft and move on. Don't make it dirty. <laughs> All right, and that is our "Who's That Pokemon" segment on Wigglytuff. Who's that Pokemon? Uh, back in the episode, Brock asked Spielbunk how he would describe the movie in one word. Spielbunk says brilliant and Brock goes oh okay <laughs> and I died at him saying that because it was just a strange interaction and, and Brock's response of oh okay just killed me I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard at that uh, Spielbunk takes Team Ash through the storyboards for the uh, for his story, which it turns out is basically just Romeo and Juliet with less talking and more animal animal abuse. Uh, Misty sees through it, but everyone else thinks it's brilliant. Uh, I mean, animal abuse is nothing different in this world, anyway. Yeah, true. Uh, also, for some reason, Ash tells Spielbunk that he will work on the movie for free without even seeing if there was a chance he could get paid. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's just like, I'll work for free. It's like, come on, Ash. <laughs> it's like, you're terrible at negotiating, Ash. Start at like $10,000 and work your way down at least. Uh, from far away, Team Rocket watches through binoculars. Arbok and Weezing are still sulking about not getting the part, but Jesse and James give some motivational speech about never quitting on your dreams. So I like that there are multiple episodes that show Arbok and Weezing's soft side. You learn mm-hmm. a lot about them in Island of the Giant Pokemon, which was before you came on, but it's it's when it it's the episode they had the subtitle, so you knew what the Pokemon were saying because they were right. And like they, you know, I think there's a quote in there where they say, "There's no such thing as a bad Pokemon, just bad trainers." Yeah, who make Pokemon do bad things. Uh huh. Which is you know really great. And then like the episode that were you there during the episode they evolved or? No, I was not. I think that was the last episode Tyler did. Um, because they evolved because Jesse and James were crying about, you know, they, how they kind of suck and they can't do anything right. And so they evolved just to help their trainers. That's nice. Yeah. So Arbok and Weezing, as I said, they're not bad Pokemon. They just work for bad people. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even think, I like how you kind of see that since we know Jesse and James upbringing, you can like kind of see where they came from. But, I mean, regardless, even if they're bad, they're still my favorite characters. Oh, yeah. I I think most people would say they're their favorite characters. And there's a reason 25 seasons later they're still a part of the show and some of these characters are not. Yep. Um, Spielbunk says he shoots the endings of his movie first uh, so he knows where the movie is going. as As if movie scripts are written while it's being shot. I'm like, that's not how that works. And I don't, I've never made a movie in my life. Um, 
At least one that I would share with any of you. (laughs) (laughs) Totally a joke. Totally a joke. Uh, The scene is a big battle between the two feuding families, Uh, but before Wigglytuff and Psyduck can enter the fray, Team Rocket shows up to steal the... uh, steal all the Pokemon with some big magnet-looking thing. Uh, Psyduck is the only Pokemon left and begins running around until it begins to glow. Uh, I thought it was going to evolve for a second, uh, but it frees all of the Pokemon instead and sends Team Rocket flying. Misty has a funny line here. When she yells at Psyduck, she goes, You're even too dumb to get captured. (laughs) Psyduck passes out and Wigglytuff runs over to tenderly comfort it. Uh, Spielbunk runs over to say what a fantastic finale this was, uh, and he's glad he thought of it. Classic directors. And during the scene, I believe all the Pokemon start attacking Team Rocket, and the cameraman asks if they should shut the cameras off, and Spielbunk says, no, keep them rolling, and then for some reason, him and the cameraman run into the fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was funny. Uh, and then Ash notices the camera is running and starts talking to the camera. He goes, hi, I'm Ash Ketchum. And, and Misty says, oh, I'm going to be a movie star. And then Brock gets up and goes, hello, ladies. <laughs> uh, I mean, he doesn't understand that he'll probably be edited out anyway. I But yeah. he, he thought it was going out li- like live to people's televisions. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Ash laments the fact that he didn't get to train for the Pokemon League in this episode, as if he would have trained anyway. Uh, Spielbunk says the star of his next movie will be adored by millions of girls, and nothing has titillated Brock more than this prospect. Uh, The narrator openly mocks Ash for not training for the Pokemon League, and Team Rocket uh, ends up literally hanging over a cliff as the to-be-continued sign appears. Uh, This meta-gag probably saved an otherwise stupid episode. Uh... Although I think I would have liked it more if it hadn't been for the pun in the title. I don't think they made any puns throughout the episode, but they ruined it from the get-go with the title. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked this episode. I think it's fun. And, you know, spoiler alert, next week's episode is actually a follow-up from this episode. Oh, mm. uh, I'm being dramatic. I like the episode, too. Okay. But, yeah, next week's episode is a follow-up for this episode, so we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, also, to prepare everyone and you, Josh, we get to learn Meowth's origin story. Ooh, I'm very interested in that. So then we've had an episode about James's origins. We've had a, I mean, you haven't really had it. I guess the Jinx episode was kind of about Jesse's origin story. Yeah. Uh, kind of. How Jinx f- went to fix her doll and for some reason Santa didn't give it to her for 10 years. <laughs> um, because she quit believing. It's still a jerk move on Santa's part. Yeah, I know. Um, but, and so now we'll get to learn the last piece of Team Rocket and how he came to be the way he is. So, but see, Josh and I both like this episode and I can't wait to watch next week's episode. So let's go on to our question of the week. And since this was all about making a movie, I will ask the question is uh, what is your favorite movie? So my favorite movie is probably the usual suspects. Um, but I blazing saddles as far as comedies, um, which I mentioned earlier in the episode, uh, the matrix is my favorite action movie. I got a lot of different favorites. Uh, smoking the bandit. Those are probably like my top four or five. Yeah, I have problems f- like picking my favorite mo- movie. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like you know, like favorite Disney movie, I always say is Aladdin. First one I saw in theaters. And sometimes Beauty and the Beast has a special place in my heart because I was in the stage show. Yeah. Um, I like The Sixth Sense. That's a pretty good movie. Ooh, yeah, that's a great movie. I, I would say that's a great movie. Um, I know you don't like them, but the Harry Potter movies are just nostalgic for me. Yeah, they're trash there. <laughs> I know, but when sometimes nostalgic beats trash. Even more recent movies, like I love the Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Or no. Yeah. No way, hell. No yeah. Oh, dude, what am I talking about? My favorite movies are the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, those. Yeah, those. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings movies are my favorites. I mean, all those are like the other ones, but Lord of the Rings is like, are like the top tier, greatest movies ever, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not one to watch movies over and over again. I'm honestly more of a television person than a movie person. Yeah. I've I watch I try to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy like the director's cuts uh at least once a year. But uh we didn't talk about this at the beginning of the episode, but the Lord of the Rings TV show is absolute unmitigated garbage. Like it's just an unmitigated disaster of a show. Not a fan. So disappointing. No, it's It's terrible. getting good reviews I thought though. I mean, I don't care about the reviews. It's awful. House of the Dragon is amazing though, so that's at least good. I probably won't ever watch either of them, so. Uh, but if you want to tell us who, what your favorite movie is, uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans, just like yourself, can find the podcast. Um, you also, lost it there for a uh, second. Yeah, I, I'm tired, Josh. It is past my bedtime. <laughs> I know, we're going to get you to bed. Uh, Also, join our Discord. Uh, Hopefully be more active now that we're getting the episodes back up and going. And have anything else to add, Josh? Let's get Jeff to bed, folks. Let's just get me to bed. So please join us next time when we will be watching Go West, Yum Meow. Meow.